0: On this week's episode of What the Puck, does Ovechkin lose the C on his chest? Halak says no to the blues, and Ovi is over the hill and hits 50 again. All this and more on this week's episode of What the Puck. everybody, welcome to a brand new edition of What The Puck, it's a Washington Capitals podcast. Thank you for listening to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, the Baltimore Sports Report Network, CapsHill.com, or WhatThePuckCaps.Brandocash.com. Joining me as always, we got Coach Dan. What's going on, man? Ah, not too much. Just sort of eyeing the, uh, the scores at the moment to see just exactly when the Capitals will be eliminated from playoff contention. It could be during the show, edge of the seat kind of programming tonight. We don't. Now, know. I don't think we'll be talking long enough. We got to talk for the next like at least hour and a half. Well, you can be chatty. I can be chatty. I mean, whatever. <laughs> We didn't talk about The Walking Dead last week, so we can talk about that too if you want. But hey, if you want to talk to Coach Dan or I, make sure you follow us on Twitter. I am at Brando Cash. He is at WTP Coach Dan. Follow the show at WTP underscore podcast. Uh, Coach Dan, we got plenty to talk about tonight. We might not go throughout these whole games. They they do intermissions. We don't. Um, let's let's talk about what happened with the Caps this past week. I mean, they're playing uh, they're playing okay for the end of the season. But uh, as as we were discussing before the show went on. Uh, Pretty much the playoffs are, are a, a, a a pipe dream at this point. Yeah, bye bye-bye. And uh, it seems as if we the three games that we watched this past week are going to be some of the last few. And looking towards next week, all we have is three games left. So um, the Capitals, they played okay. They they, they came out and beat the, uh, the Blues, which uh, was good because they were one of the best teams in the West. But again, uh, too little, too late. This team really isn't going to be going anywhere uh, except for maybe the golf course and Ovi going to watch tennis pretty soon. (laughs) I like the way you put that. Um, Yeah, I mean this is going to be the
1: last bit of Caps hockey until October, at least regular season hockey. Um, You know, it's just – it sucks that this is the way it's got to be. And I remember you know, dealing with stuff like this back – you know, right after the the previous lockout uh, when the team was bad. But you knew they were going to be bad and it was sort of expected that they weren't going to go on and win – you know anything, and it's you know, I mean, since we last talked, the Caps went two and one with wins over the Islanders, and the impressive one against St. Louis. Um, but they lost to New Jersey, a game they much needed. They lost other, you know, a couple other games uh, over the last couple of weeks that they very badly needed and should have won. And in the end, they're gonna, you know, you go back and you look at games like the loss in New Jersey. You go look at games earlier in the season. You're like, well, it's just two points. It's not a big deal. It is a big deal. Look at it now. Any point that Detroit gets, whether it's in an overtime loss. Uh, or just two points in a win, Detroit clinches, and Columbus can clinch by getting two points in any of their last remaining three games, or if the capitals lose any of their last remaining three games they 're out. So the odds of making the playoffs are like I don't know, half a percent or something like that right now it's just it 's that bad it 's that dire it 's not going to happen. You know they officially have not been mathematically eliminated as we speak Wednesday night, but they will be when people are listening to this tomorrow morning, uh, hopefully tomorrow morning on Thursday. So, you know, it sucks that this is what it's come to and it's going to be, you know, it's going to give people a lot of opportunities to go and talk smack about Ovechkin and, and the Capitals and it's just it's something you're going to hate to hear, but it's going to happen all summer uh, or at least until they make some sort of a big change. And that's what I want to see going into this summer, because I don't think you can go into the offseason and the draft and free agency having the same guys running the ship. And I mean, obviously you're not going to get rid of Ted Leonsis. And even if even if he comes out and says, I'm going to sell the team, it's not going to happen anytime soon. He's also not going to do that.
0: No. Well, there's a lot of things that that are floating out there on the Internet about what's going to happen during this offseason for the Capitals. And it sucks that it is only recording this right now, April 9th, and we are already talking about plans for the offseason. It sucks that we're doing that. I absolutely hate the fact that we're talking about the offseason already. Uh, But there's a lot of stuff on the Internet people are talking about right now. Uh, Some of the choices the Capitals have to make, uh, letting George McPhee go. Letting Adam Oates go. I'm even hearing people say taking the C off of Ovechkin uh, because he is. That's not, not going to happen. Now, if McPhee is here and Oates is here, which we're going to go through this again,
1: uh, not going to happen.
0: Yeah. And then the the other long shot here is trading away Ovechkin. Um not the first two, I can see them happening. I can see Oates and George McPhee both leaving town. Uh, it's obvious. We talked about this last week that Coach Oates, uh, he really doesn't have a, a style. He doesn't have a system for these guys to learn in, and that's deeply affected the Capitals. Uh, George McPhee has built a team that, that just can't withstand uh, going going deep into the playoffs. He, he hasn't built a team. He hasn't brought guys in uh, to, to get the job done. Um To to just like just for fun talk about this taking the C off of Ovechkin, uh, I will be the first person to agree with you. Fun conversation. Well, I mean, just to (laughs) like entertain this idea. First off, number one. Never gonna happen. Just for the sheer fact that Ovechkin sells jerseys. Just look at at the well, business perspective here. He's the captain. He's the he's the guy that everybody goes to see in D.C. If you're not a casual uh, hockey fan, I don't care who you are. It, it, when Ovechkin comes to town, if, if the Capitals are visiting somewhere, a lot of people go to those games because they want to see Ovechkin. He is still one of the best in the world. He's gonna sell jerseys, so you're gonna make him the face of your your team of your franchise. So, Ovechkin losing the C, not gonna happen just for that business aspect, but I will be the first person to say, Ovechkin's not the greatest leader. We know that of him. He's a guy that, uh, yes, he will will give passes away, he will get other guys' goals. I mean, earlier in the season when he passed to Tom Wilson, and Tom Wilson got his first NHL goal, that was a leadership thing. That was a, a captain type of situation that was great for him, but he's not gonna get the guys riled up in the Locker room. He's not going to be the type of guy to say, "We're down for nothing, guys. We can go out there. We can still win this." That's not what he does. Uh, that maybe that's why him and Oats get along so well. Um, but but that's not how he's going to lead. So. Yeah, they they had to know that when they put the C you know on his jersey when they made him the captain of the team that he wasn't going to be a rally go get him type of guy. He's going to get out there. He'll he'll start a fight or two to get guys uh, riled up. We remember that um, the year they went to the Winter Classic that he fought uh, one of the Rangers to get the team you know getting to, them to go again. But uh, Knubel was the one in the locker room saying, "Come on, we're not. This is not going to be another seven nothing eight nothing game." Knubel was the guy to get them all rallied up. He's a different kind of captain. But, yeah, I I agree with people saying he's not a captain in the locker room. He's not. He's he's not. We we know that. He's not. But business side of, of hockey, he's the face. So, of course, he's going to be your captain. The tough thing to say about
1: this is that I, I agree. I don't think Ovechkin is going to have it taken away.
0: However, I do think that he can
1: lose the, the captaincy only by himself. I think he – if he – feels like it's too much, I could very well see him coming out and saying, I no longer wish to be captain of this team. And it's not an unprecedented thing. Mike Madonna was captain of the Dallas Stars, and when he got it, his plate dipped, and he decided to give it up. He came out and said, I do no longer... W-, I mean, he probably went and talked to the guys behind the scenes first, but he came out and said that he no longer wished to be captain of the Dallas Stars. And it actually worked because he started playing better after he was no longer sort of the guy that everybody was uh, uh, was looking at. So, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing if he loses the C and I don't think it's going to hurt him market- mark. Get to bleep. That's a word now, I guess. Uh, I don't think it's going to hurt him in terms of people buying his jerseys or whatnot. But you know, because he still ha- he'll probably still have an A or anything, he's still going to be a great player, and people are going to want to have the jersey. But the question right now is, you know, this roster. I mean, it's hard to go out and I was going to ask like uh, who would be the captain instead, but we don't know what this roster is going to look like next season. You know, they still have that uh, compliance buyout that they can use on somebody, and um, you're going to have some holes to fill. Because if we're look- I mean, if I'm looking at the roster right now and. Grabowski's scheduled to be a free agent. Dustin Penner is scheduled to be a free agent. If the team stays the way it is, I don't know why he would want to come back. And uh, and Halak is scheduled to be a free agent. So they still have some big questions and guys that are going to be looking to move on potentially, that open up a bunch of holes for them. So it's tough to see. And is your new captain going to be somebody you just sign or trade for in the off season? So the team has a bunch of questions, but all of these questions are sort of irrelevant. With not knowing what's going to happen at the top, you know, are they going to hang on to their president of hockey operations? Are they going to hang on to their general manager, who's also the vice president of hockey operations? Now, I thought it was interesting that there was an article from Puck Daddy stating that the Canucks were going to hire Bob Nicholson as their new president of hockey operations. Now, Nicholson recently stepped down as the president of Hockey Canada. Now, the article states that was mostly due to his age and the fact that he's 60 and that there's a lot of travel required. and He didn't want to really do that anymore. Um, now the Canucks ended up going with somebody else, which we'll go into more later when we talk about around the NHL, but the article also mentions that Nicholson was offered the same role with the capitals. And not only that, but they offered him more money. Hmm. Now the article assumes that Nicholson turned down the capitals because he wanted to be closer to his home in British Columbia. Uh, they said it's about an hour flight from Vancouver. So I, you know, I don't know if he lived in a town that has its own airport, whatever, maybe he has his own helicopter or plane in his backyard. I don't know. That'd be kind of cool though. Uh, you know, but it, with the Canucks going in another direction because they decided to hire somebody else to be their new president of hockey operations, uh, I have to wonder if the Capitals are going to try and go after him again. And now the tr- the current team president is Dick Patrick, and I can't say I'm a big fan of his seeing as how it seems like the Capitals cannot get over that what first-round, second-round hump that they've had. Uh, I don't know if this guy's really doing anything good for the team. I, I don't give him any credit really in terms of the team being marketable. I think all of that goes to Ovechkin and the uh, gift that was put into the lap of the Capitals when they got that first – uh, picking the draft back when they picked up Ovechkin. So, you know, if they want to go out and replace Dick Patrick with Bob Nicholson, which, I mean, the guy did a good job as uh, president of Hockey Operations for Hockey Canada. I mean, we went out and just won um a bunch of gold medals. So it's, you know, if they want to bring this guy in, I got to think he's going to want to bring in his own general manager, which I think would then mean the end of George McPhee, who over his tenure, I think people are going to say he didn't do a good job. You know, I give him about... I mean, great, I give him, what, like a, a B-minus maybe kind of a thing?
0: That was a B-minus, he,
1: yeah. He's done a good job. He's made a lot of good moves, but then he's just he's made so many problems as well. I mean, if he, you know, this season is on him. I put it all on him. He put this roster together. He hired the head coach and approved of the choices of assistance. He signed players to bad extensions like Erskine and like. And he made ridiculous trades like Forsberg for Eret and Norbert for Halak. He makes these moves that don't improve the team and all the while – He's not improving the defense, which has been a gigantic problem from the beginning. The fact of the matter is, on paper, this team should be making the playoffs because offensively and in the goaltending department, they are very talented. However, the defense has been a nightmare, and he has not done enough to improve that. I would say since the lockout, not the, this previous lockout, but the one before then. How disappointing is it that I can have to actually clarify which lockout I'm talking about? <laughs> uh, but the previous lockout, that he has not improved the defense enough. Yes. He did a good job drafting Carl Alzer. He did a really good job picking up Carlson at the end of the first round. Green was a good pickup, uh, although lately he's had so many injuries that it's become a problem. You kind of wonder if he's going to be around next season. Uh, But after that, I mean, he signed Erskine to a big extension, and then he ended up playing horrible this season. He signed Jack Hillen, who I don't think has been anything great, although it wasn't very expensive. You know, he and Oates were just sort of dicking around with Dmitry Orlov, who's actually turned out out to be their their third best defenseman. He's not even that great defensively. Uh, Patrick Ways looked better as of late. I think they put Connor Carrick in way over his head, and he should not be playing with the Capitals this season. And then you also have to question what they've been doing with Tom Wilson. I know he doesn't play defense, and that's kind of what I was talking about, but let's go into forwards for a second. I got to wonder if that was the right move hanging on to Tom Wilson this season. Yes, he got a lot of experience, but you burned a year of his entry-level deal – And it doesn't seem like he improved all that much from the beginning of the season. Yeah, he went out and was able to sort of be your enforcer, but that's not why you drafted him in the first round. You drafted him in the first round because you want him to become like Milan Lucic. And, you know, the questions are, is that going to happen? Because he has not shown that he has improved all that much offensively. Yes, he's had some nice times playing with Dustin Penner and Kuznetsov, who basically can set up anybody. That kid is so good. Uh, But Wilson hasn't improved that much, and I put a lot of that on McPhee. Some of it also obviously goes on Oates. The question's that go, that have been coming with him, with the lineup decisions he's made, uh, the fact that he benched fair early in the season, the fact that they didn't play Orlov. Yes, at one point he had pink eye, which I don't know what he's doing behind the scenes, that he had to get pink eye, but whatever. Um, you know The fact that they made some interesting moves like that, the, the fact that McPhee and Oates don't appear to be on the same page, uh, that they go, McPhee goes and trades with Dustin Penner, and then Penner's been playing on the fourth line, or third, you know, it makes no sense. Uh, I think this is a big problem, and I think the best thing that this team can do in the offseason is to go out and get a new team president. You know, Bob Nicholson would be nice, I guess. Uh, or at least go out and get a new general manager, someone with a new vision to fix this team. Because the way the roster is right now, you know, we already know that they're not going to make the playoffs. That's just not going to happen. Uh, but also that there's just so many problems right now. And I think he's had his time to fix the t- defensive core. He's had his time to fix the roster and he hasn't done it and it's time for someone else to come in and see what they can do
0: yeah i couldn't agree with you more it's time to get some fresh guys in here it's time to uh to shake things up a bit because i feel as if especially i will give this to george mcphee he is very good at drafting he he does a great job at the draft even though in the first round after
1: that it's sort of like a. I mean it is a guessing game for everybody it's hard to say but there have been. You know, I mean, everybody likes to go back and look at the time that he drafted Eric Fair. And then right after Fair got drafted, Anaheim selected Ryan Getzloff. You know, whoops. Uh, you know, so it's tough to say exactly uh, how good a draft. I mean, he does a lot of drafting, he said, by by talking to the scouts, which I think is you know his scouts and guys uh, on the team, which makes a lot of sense. But after that first round, and even some of his first round of selections haven't been that great. I mean, do you remember the name Sasha Pakaluk? That's or a... Jeff Schultz or Joe Finley. These are guys who were drafted in the first round that ended up not working out. No, just... uh, you know, so I – even then I would say like almost like as a draft. He, I mean he was given a couple of, of really easy – the Ovechkin pick was pretty obvious. Right. Um, I think he did a good job actually drafting Salmon. That was a nice pickup even though, you know, it didn't work out as well in the end as he probably would have hoped. Um, Forsberg was a, a, a gimme and then he stupidly traded him away uh, because he wasn't even expecting him to to drop that far. And then, um, you know, Backstrom was a good pick and being able to go with him instead of somebody else, which I actually thought was great in the end. So... I think it's, it's almost like McPhee. As much good as he's done, he's also done just as much bad.
0: Yeah, what I wanted to say is that I feel as if he does a good job at the draft, but at least the last two seasons, it feels like he just scrambles at the trade deadline and doesn't know what he's doing because he's always he, he's not going long-term. It seems as if, as if when he, he tries to trade somebody, it's always to put a Band-Aid on a situation. Uh, let's just talk about Neuwirth here. Neuwirth leaves town, goes to Buffalo. He brings in Halak makes the team somewhat better because Halak's got more experience. We talked about this before, but it doesn't solve the problem for the team. Uh, He makes it minimally better, and by minimally making the team better, you're at least hoping that by minimally making them better they're making it into the playoffs it's not, let's fix what's wrong with this team, let's strengthen the the, the team so we can win a Stanley Cup throughout the last two years I feel as if it's just, let's get into the playoffs let's see how far we can go, it's not it's not fixing the problems and if you have a general manager who scrambles and wants to do that because i think especially uh this year it's this is about his job it's that if they if we get into the playoffs again you can't fire me because look how many times we've been in the playoffs uh, but with him them missing it, I mean I, I pretty much think that his job is over, that they're not gonna bring him back because they didn't make the playoffs this year. Uh I I but I do think it's just a band-aid situation with George McPhee. George McPhee's trying to keep his job secure. He's trying to hold the team together, but not build a stronger team.
1: Yeah, I mean the issue is you know, yeah, it's definitely not a rebuild. It's a retool. You gotta go out and find the right tools to, to, to fit these spots. And it's not like there, it's a giant mess. You just don't have a good enough role players, and you have a, a, a lineup that makes no sense. Or you've got Ovechkin playing with Beagle at one point. You got to go out and get some center depth. You got to go out and get a lot of uh, at least one or two talented defensemen, uh, depending on what you decide to do with Mike Green. I mean, I don't think any coach, whoever it may be, is going to break up the pairing of Carlson and Alsner unless they see something that no one else does. Uh, and then you got to find, you know, you could if you want to hang on to Green, you got to find a defensive partner for him that's a defensive minded defenseman. And then you've got Orlov there, and you got to find him somebody to play with. Now maybe it could end up being Patrick Wayne. If you have two solid defensive pairings in Carlson and Olsmer, Green, and someone to be named, uh, then I think you're okay with going with maybe a couple of younger guys in Wayne and Orlov because Orlov is playing very well offensively, and Wayne's actually played pretty well recently. So if he, you know, he has an off under him and some more opportunities next year and you're playing less minutes. So there are those chances for you to make a couple of errors early in the season. You could actually go out and have a pretty solid defensive unit, depending on what happens there. Now green is a giant question, not just because of the fact that he is a terrible at playing defense, but also that he's at injury problems. You know, do you, if you move him in the off season, does that, you know, do you bring in another defenseman then? So now you got bigger holes to fill. So whoever this new GM is, or if we end up getting stuck with McPhee uh, for another fricking year, then he's got a bunch of problems to fill, and a lot of it has got to be focused on the defense. I also hope they bring back Grabowski. And I remember I was reading, I think it was on Twitter, I cannot remember who it was from, but they said that the Capitals and Grabowski are apparently very close to finalizing an extension, which I think would be great. I don't know what's going to happen. I haven't seen anything since, but I think that would be a great move for this team because outside of Backstrom, they have no offensive minded centers. You know, Johansson could be, depending on the new if they get a new coach who that could be he may you know they may want to slide Johansson back over to the center spot but i think Roboski is a better player in the end um, and cuz has played center before but i think he's so good on the wing you just leave him there
0: yeah, Grabowski, if you saw the game up against the Blues uh, the other night, he, he, I mean, Grabowski is an amazing goal scorer. I mean, he came out of nowhere. That 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 shot that he got off was so quick. It was top shelf. I mean, it just was a beautiful goal, and we need more of that on this team. Uh, so hopefully they can extend him a little bit. But you're talking about, like, what do we do with Mike Green? What do we do, what do, we do for, for this or that? But the big question really is it's all the front office right now, because if you do get a new GM and you do get a new coach, they're probably not going to want the same guys that Adam Oates and George McPhee had, because look at how different uh, Bruce Boudreaux was with Dale Hunter. Uh, it was all offense all the time, then it was all defense all the time. So uh, if if they decide to keep Mike Green, it might be due to this new coach coming in wanting to be more defensively minded than than just being offense or, or being a mix of the two. So really, it, it all depends on what happens to Oates and McPhee first before we can really talk about uh, who's going to stay? Who's going to go? Who might be bought out? Yeah, and there's a lot of questions going into the offseason. We'll see what happens, but
1: unfortunately, it's going to be a lot longer until we get to that point than we're used to because it looks like the Caps will stop playing after, what is it, Monday or Sunday, the last game of uh, the regular season and, and probably this season. And so, that, you know, it's not going to be like we have a couple of weeks of playoffs to, to look forward to, or at least two weeks of playoffs to look forward to. You know We'll have to miss that time plus the rest of the playoffs until someone wins the Stanley Cup uh, before we can then sort of see what goes forward. But, I mean, it's like what happened with Vancouver. You could potentially see if the Capitals are eliminated tonight, you could potentially see that uh, McPhee is out of a job tomorrow. I mean, you don't need a general manager to finish out your season. And, yeah, Sunday is their last game. So you don't need a general manager to finish out your last three games. You do need a head coach. Yeah. it doesn't have to be your current
0: head coach speaking. <laughs> so we'll 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 see what happens here, but speaking of head coaches, we do have to bring this up before we leave caps world uh, a lot of stuff going on this has been a very drama filled season for the capitals, and it still has yet to stop uh when the capitals went up against uh the blues it it originally was thought that halak would be playing because that was his old team and and they wanted to you know he wanted uh halak to be motivated to go up against his team and beat them for trading him or whatever. But, uh, they went with holby because Adam Oates comes out to the media and says, uh, Halak said he wasn't really comfortable playing his old team yet. Not this season. Cause it's still fresh in his mind. So he would rather not play, which to me is just shocking coming from a hockey player. Cause they're usually so tough and, and so, uh, you know, so, so strong and, and willing to, to go out and beat anybody they got to beat. Uh, News then breaks after the game that Halak's agent goes, whoa, 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 that was never said by my client. Uh, Adam Oates is making this up. He would play any game he needs to play. Uh, and Adam Oates is just making all this up. I don't know what his problem is. So... Um Adam Oates, he came out earlier about Ovechkin saying he quit on that play, which he did, so I mean, I don't know why anyone's even griping about that, but for Halak to to say he doesn't want to play, whether he did or not, uh, I don't know how you can say you, you don't want to play a certain team, I mean, come on, let's, that's what you get paid to do, um, but I, I hope he did fine, but... Um, I don't know. I think this is more of an agent going out there who uh has an uh, an un- unrestricted free agent at the end of this season. I think this is an agent trying to go, "Whoa, my client, you know, he's a tough guy. He'll play whatever you want him to play. I don't know what this coach is talking about. If you want him on your team, he'll he'll be he'll be ready to go every single night because I don't think Halak is staying here. I don't think he's a capital forever. I think he's a rental until next season when Grubauer is going to come up full time. So uh, I think this is really just an agent trying to tell everybody out there, my my client's not a wimp. He'll play whenever you want.
1: Yeah, I mean Ryan Miller came out and said that he didn't want to play against the Sabers because uh, he felt really uncomfortable. I don't know if it was, you feel really uncomfortable, it's got to be an emotional thing. So he didn't want to come play against them. We've been there for so long. So I have no problems with what Halak said um my problem is that oats came out and told the media about it i don't know why that would not be a closed doors thing you know it, it could have been really easy for him to come out and say oh oh it's just, you know it's hope turn in the rotation we decided to go with him all along it just sort of worked out that way and um or to come out and said oh we decided to give halak the night off and give hope a chance we want to see him uh at this point or just you make something up you know hope oh uh, uh halak's got the flu all of these players seem to be getting the flu during the season. So I don't think anybody would have not bought that. Uh, but for him to come out and say something, I think is, a, is, you know, it's a rookie mistake as he's not really a rookie head coach anymore, but he still kind of is. Um, this is his first full season after all. Thank you. Lockout last year. Uh, so it's, it's just, it's, it's it was a dumb move on Osh's part to come out and say something. It makes complete sense that the agent would defend Halak, uh, considering the fact that he's got to get this guy signed, uh, in the next couple of months. So, for Oates to come out and say that, I put that the entire thing on him, that he would come out and say something to the media that just they should have kept behind closed doors.
0: Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I mean, I think it was weird that Halak said he didn't want to play. I understand all those emotions. I'm not I'm not messing with him in that way. Uh, but I definitely found it odd that Oates would come out and tell everybody that. But
1: uh, Yeah, that was dumb.
0: Oates, I don't know. Maybe Oates just is that type of guy? I I don't know. I mean – he had no problem calling out Ovechkin to the media. He has no problem with this. Um, I mean – I don't mind him coming out and calling people out.
1: That's not true. Wait, hold on. Hmm. Well, I, I mean, mean – I mean, It I, depends. It depends how big the situation is. This kind of thing he could have easily kept behind closed doors because it's not a big deal. But I mean if a guy comes out and does something stupid and you can come out and say like, yeah, that was dumb. I want to go out and just like rip him a new one to the media. That we're going to have behind closed doors. But something like this – He easily could have kept to himself and just made something up or just been like, you know, it's Holby's turn. It doesn't have to be a big deal. Why he came out and said something like that was just dumb.
0: I mean, this is Halak's agent saying, oh, no, no, my my client will do whatever he wants. Uh, Maybe this isn't even a big deal. Maybe Halak was like, I don't care that he said it out to the media. I mean, I I have not heard – halak uh after the game or before the game uh talk about it or whatever but maybe he doesn't even care maybe he's just kind of like yeah i didn't want to play against my old team i mean that's that's okay maybe it's just an over over uh, uh um overacting agent really right now um but i i did find it odd that oats brought it up but maybe really it's all in Halak and i he maybe he doesn't care that uh that oats said it i don't know
1: well i think in the end no matter who the new uh if it's McPhee, you know, it's back or if it's a new general manager and team president, whatever. Uh I would not be surprised for Halak to move on somewhere else, which would just make that Noiver for Halak deal even dumber.
0: That is it is very I mean, dangerous. it makes
1: I mean you go you have Holpi, who played really well in the St. Louis game. He's been playing well. He you know he had struggles early in the season adapting to the new style, but he's played better as of late. You go out and you sign a veteran backup to back him up and you give Hopi the spot and stop dicking around with your goaltending department when that's not the freaking problem.
0: No, it's not. It's not. That's not the problem at all. And we we've talked about this before. It was not. It was not the answer in making this team better. It just marginally made this team a little bit better. So um, we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens. Whether whether this is going to be a big deal. Whether it all blows over. But this is still um, another thing to add to the the crazy Adam Oates stories of the of the year. I mean, we've got you know Orlov going back and forth, back and forth from Hershey. You've got him calling out Ovechkin. You got him telling you know everybody uh, that Halak didn't want to play. I mean. I mean he's made some weird moves he's talked to the media in 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 odd times um I don't know this is I, he he's never been a head coach before maybe he just doesn't know what you say and don't say to the media I mean he was one of the top assistant coaches to get a head coaching
1: job so it wasn't like if the caps didn't snatch him up that someone else would you know someone else would have picked him up and he would have been their head coach It wasn't like it was going to be. Um, a drastic difference uh, but it, you know, it's a situation where maybe this guy isn't a head coach, there's too many things that he has to be aware of and take care of as a head coach that he doesn't have to as an assistant coach and maybe he just isn't at that point yet it wouldn't surprise me at all for him to get fired and go on and become an assistant coach somewhere else and then become a head coach again and do a good job because it is a learning experience for him but it's disappointing that it's not a, one of those situations where a guy gets signed I'm sorry, a coach gets hired and he does a great job right from the start you know, it's just you know, but how often does it happen? It's very rare. It's very rare.
0: All right, so let's let's move on. Let's talk about. Uh, Got to give big congratulations to Ovechkin. He finally hit that fiftieth goal mark. He didn't do a hot stick dance or anything this time around, but hey, uh, congrats to him! Fifty goals in one season—that's definitely a big milestone. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely an impressive thing, and congratulations. That's He's, what, uh, 50 goals fifth time in his career. He joined Steve Iserman, Brett Hall, Bobby Hall, Phil Esposito, and Pavel Bure as players who have five 50-goal seasons, which is a very impressive group to be a part of. So, you know, people are going to come out and bash him in the offseason. He did what he needed to do. Yes, he's a little lax defensively, but that's just – you know, it's because he's a star player that people go out and attack him for being lax defensively. So it's, you know – it's almost a situation where it is what it is. He's going to get attacked no matter what until he wins a cup. So at this point, he's just got to, he's got to let it roll off his back because I think he is definitely not the person they need to look at this season. They need to look at the fact that their defense sucks. Uh the coach didn't do enough and the GM didn't do enough. I, I don't put any of this on Ovechkin.
0: No, not not at all. Um so we'll, well you know congrats to him uh he's definitely done a lot better than he did with Dale Hunter he, he Adam Oates definitely <laughs> did work out in in that regard so uh you know he at least knows how to to work Adamo can put that on his resume that he knows how to uh to reform uh, megastars in, in the NHL. Well, I think that's
1: what makes him a good assistant coach.
0: That's, that's very true. That's very true. Uh, what else we got to talk about? Carl uh, Alsner, he, he had some things to say uh, in the media as well this, this week. So what, what has he been up to? Uh,
1: well, last Friday he actually had an interesting comment about the way this team has played this season. He said, We don't always admit to our mistakes. Own up to them and fix them. We just push them under the rug and worry about it later. When I read that, my first reaction was this team needs a massive shakeup and that is not getting rid of the head coach because that hasn't worked. You need to fire the team president and the general manager and get someone new in here with a new vision that can motivate these guys so that and, and someone that will come in and when there are problems, they don't just let these things go by. You go in and you fix the freaking problem.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I I completely agree with you. Um so I think that kind of we we kind of talked a little bit, maybe we agree with with Olsen here about uh about GMGM. I said that he kind of puts a band-aid on situations really, and Alsner's kind of saying the same thing. He, we just kind of push stuff underneath the rug if there's a problem with this team. So, um definitely uh I mean he's, he seems like he's got the same view that that we do uh, I can see I can see him I, I know where he's coming from with this because that's what this team absolutely does they they don't look at themselves and try to fix stuff they just kind of go like this is our this is our goal this is what we do this is this is who we are and we're just gonna keep rolling with it and if uh, if things get fixed great if they don't they don't
1: yeah and the, it's just so obnoxious that that's gonna be the way it is when you see something that's wrong you fix it when you see something that's working, you, you, know, you don't broke it if it's working. What's the, how's that go? If it ain't broken, don't fix it. Yeah. Right? Well, I mean, well, A- Adam, Oates,
0: Adam Oates had that kind of thinking. That's why he kept Grabauer up here for so long. That's why, I mean, in his eyes, Ovechkin and Beagle, I'm thinking he thought they were working. Uh, keeping Eric Ferrer off the ice and, and keeping whoever he wanted to play on the ice, uh, he thought it was working. So um, if it ain't. If it ain't broke, you know, don't fix it. That's what I think he it was doing. It is broken. The he, goddamn defense is broken and they haven't fixed it. <laughs> but maybe they're like, oh, no, this isn't broken. This is fine. Well, what about all this other stuff? We're not talking about that other stuff. This other stuff over here is fine.
1: Yeah, it's, let's show you the flashy thing the guy that can score 50 goals, but let's not fix the freaking defense. It's thing. a goddamn used, nightmare.
0: Used car salesman is what they're comparing him to. That's pretty much. George McPhee. There it Dick is. Dixon. I don't know which one. They're both idiots. I, I'm going
1: to say it right now. Get rid of them both. Bring in a new team president. We need someone with a brand new vision that can come in. Because Leozis is not going to be the guy that's going to be like, I'm going to fix this team. No, he just has paychecks. We need someone to come in and fix the team from the very freaking top. Someone to come in the top and go, I need a brand new person to come in and be a general manager who's got another vision, someone who I can work with to be able to build this team from the, the get-go. Because this is it, it's an attractive position. You're not going in and trying to rebuild a team. I, I hate to say it, and I'm not to be me, but like Calgary is a – that they have like very minimal prospects. Their team isn't very good. I was surprised that Brian Book took them book them over, but I don't know if anybody else is going to offer him a position. So he had to. I mean, he had to do something. But it, the Capitals have a very attractive position. You have your star player in Ovechkin. You have another star player in Backstrom. You have a very talented uh, first defensive unit in Carlson and Olsner. You have. At least two young goalies—one that shows he can be a starter in the NHL, and another one that has shown he has the capabilities and the potential to be a starter in the NHL. You've got, you know, some good draft picks potentially coming up. You've got a lot of talented players. You got Johansson. You got another potential star player coming up in Kuznetsov, potentially in Tom Wilson. You got the opportunity to re-sign uh, uh, your second-line center in Grabowski. You got the opportunity to hang on to a veteran guy like Dustin Penner. There are. This is a very attractive job. For someone, depending on if people want to work for Ted Leonsis and deal with traffic in the DC area, because uh, getting out to, to Kettler on a weekday has got to be a pain in the yeah, ass. Yeah, that's not fun. I gotta imagine just getting. I mean, trying to go on the Beltway then to 66 East. It's just that's it's got to be a nightmare. Uh, anyways, but to be able, I mean, it's, it's got to be an attractive position to be able to come in and take over this team. You're not going in finding a team that's got nothing there. You're you're going and you're getting a team that's got a lot of. Uh, they're not old veterans. This is a young veteran team. I mean, you had like um, Vancouver, same thing. They fired their general manager. They got they got older guys, guys with injury problems. The Capitals don't have as many guys with injury problems. You know, you have Green, who's got some injuries, and in like Grabowski, a little bit. He's had sort of a rough season, but you know, maybe he needs an off season to rest. It's not the same situation. So it, I don't think it's gonna be difficult to go out and find someone that's gonna want to take over this the the job as team president or general manager.
0: No, but but definitely we want to see some change in DC. We want to see something new here. Uh hopefully that can get done. Is there anything else we got to talk about in Caps World? <sighs> we haven't bashed them enough.
1: <laughs> no, I mean I think that's pretty much it. I just I'm hoping by the when we talk next week when we do what our closeout show for the season with the way things are going. I mean right now Columbus is up 3-0. No- Why is there scoring? Did they just score again? I have uh, no idea. Uh, Columbus is up three, nothing with about four minutes left to go in the second. Detroit is tied with Pittsburgh two, two. So let's say those games end the way they are. That's it. It's over the cap season. It, they're officially not making the playoffs if it ends that way. So I think it, when we're, you know, when we talk next week, it's going to be the caps lost, uh, an opportunity to go and play in the playoffs. And here's why. And this is what the offseason may bring. And yada, yada, yada.
0: I don't want to give out our end of the year awards yet, but. Yes, we're gonna have to. All right, Mm. so (laughs) if that's it for Caps World, uh, we're gonna take a quick ride up 83 to talk Hershey Bears and Reading Royals. But first, a pit stop in Baltimore, and here's a word from the Baltimore Sports Report Network. What what, what the fuck? What the fuck? Is a member
1: of the Baltimore Sports Report Network.
0: Find more podcasts like this at BaltimoreSportsReport.com. Here we go. We're talking Hershey Bears. We're talking Reading Royals and then even some eerie otters. But Coach Dan, let's start it off. What is going on in Chocolate Town? Uh, well, since we last talked, Hershey went 2-0 with an overtime
1: win over Worcester and a regulation win over Bridgeport. Did I pronounce that correctly? Because they don't spell it the way you're supposed to say it, apparently. <laughs> People of Massachusetts and New England, make up your freaking mind how things spell. Worcester. Worcester. Okay, should I do it all over so I can say Worcester? <laughs> no, I think you're fine. Let's go. We'll just have that friend. <laughs> uh, the Bears sit at 8th in the Eastern Conference with 82 points, one up on ninth place Norfolk. They're also one point out of 7th and four back of 6th. So they need to keep winning while they're in the Calder Cup playoffs. At the moment, they got to keep winning. Otherwise, they'll be on the outside looking in just like the Washington Capitals. Now, uh, Reading, on the other hand, who have already clinched the Kelly Cup playoffs, uh, they also went 2-0 with back-to-back wins over the Kalamazoo Wings. There's an interesting name for you. Uh, the Royals sit at first in the Eastern Conference with 93 points. They are three up on second place South Carolina. However, the Royals have played two less games, so they certainly have that opportunity to stay first in the Eastern Conference as long as they continue winning. They are also, I believe, tied for second in the entire ECHL in points. So the Royals are doing very well, just like last season. Now that is the past week in the AHL and the
0: ECHL. What's going up on in, with Erie in the OHL? The Erie Otters, they are going to the Western Conference Finals. Uh, Andre Burakovsky, uh, the Capitals prospect, him and the Erie Otters, they completed the first playoff series sweep in franchise history Tuesday night. They do not know who they will be facing in the Western Conference Finals yet. This is the first time that the Erie Otters will move on to the Ontario Hockey League's Western Conference Finals uh, since their championship run in 2002. So the Erie Otters, they don't seem as if they are slowing down anytime soon. Uh, they, they, they completely dominated the, the Greyhounds. Uh, it was a sweep, so they beat them 4 nothing in that series. Uh, the last game ended with a 3-2 in uh, overtime, so uh, we don't know who they will be facing next. Uh, but it'll be in the Western Conference Finals for the OHL. So uh, Andre Burakovsky uh, coming over to the U.S. I got to think was a right move for him because it seems as like if he's doing really well in the OHL, and uh, maybe we'll see more of him in the future. So go Erie Otters, uh, Reading Royals doing well. Glad to hear about that. Hopefully the Hershey Bears can stay uh, in eighth and 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 be a part of the AHL playoffs. So we'll see. Seems as if we're going to need to watch some sort of hockey uh, after after next week. So hopefully we'll be seeing one of these teams on on Comcast Sports. Net, uh, at some point but who knows uh, when we'll see him but uh that's pretty much it for up 83 so now let's go around the nhl all right the nhl gearing up for the stanley cup playoffs history will be made and the capitals won't be there but there will be other teams playing so coach dan what is going on around the nhl Well, on Monday, Vancouver was eliminated from making the
1: Stanley Cup playoffs, and they wasted no time making changes. Tuesday, they fired President of Hockey Operations and General Manager Mike Gillis. He was hired by the Canucks back in 2008. Now, they followed that up by hiring longtime Canuck and one-time capital Trevor Linden as their new President of Hockey Operations. Uh, NHL referee Don Van Massenhoven officiated his final game last Friday when the Sabres took on the Red Wings in Detroit. He refereed 1,278 regular season NHL games, as well as 87 Stanley Cup playoff games. Uh, He also refereed in the Torino Olympics, the 2008 NHL Winter Classic, the 2004 World Cup of Hockey, and the 2002 NHL All-Star Game. Montreal defenseman Douglas Murray has been suspended for three games for an illegal check to the head of Tampa defenseman Michael Koska. Now, not to be outdone, Philly forward Zach Ronaldo has also been suspended for four games for an illegal check to the head. Why is everybody checking on people in the head? Stop it. I think Murray actually just threw his elbow out. That was a dick move on his part. Uh, But yeah, Ronaldo suspended four games for an illegal check to the head of Buffalo defenseman Chad Ruidel. Tampa signed their GM Stevie Y, Steve Eiserman, to a four year extension. He actually only had one year left on his deal, and that is a really good move for the Tampa Bay because he's actually doing is a great job out there. You see, you go and you find an assistant general manager from a team like Detroit, and then you hire him to be your guy. Hey, Ted, I'm talking to you. Uh, L.A. signed forward Trevor Lewis to a two-year extension. Terms were not disclosed. Detroit also signed forward Luke Glendening to a three-year extension. Terms were also not disclosed. Now, congrats to Sylvan Lake in Alberta. They will be hosting the Calgary Flames and the Phoenix Coyotes in the Kraft Hockeyville 2014 game. And finally, Pittsburgh defenseman Chris Tang, who had a stroke back in late January, has played in his first game back tonight, Wednesday night, Against the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, I'm happy to see that he's healthy and back playing, although it sucks that it is for the
0: Penguins. Yeah, congrats Uh, to him, but you're still a Penguin. Yeah, you're still a jerk. (laughs) Uh, That's all the news for the past week in the NHL. All right, man, it's wrapping up. Let's talk about the last three Caps games of this season. Really sad stuff to talk about. I can't believe it. Thursday, April 10th, the Capitals, they will be visiting Carolina. They will be up against the Hurricanes. That game is at 7 o'clock, and that will be on Comcast Sportsnet. Uh, Friday, April 11th, the Capitals are back in D.C. They will be up against the Blackhawks. Jeez, that's going to be a tough one. That game is at 7 o'clock. It will be on Comcast Sportsnet locally, uh, also on NBC Sports. Uh, national national game, we know how great the capitals are on national television, so that should be great. And then Sunday, April 13th, the Capitals are staying in D.C. Uh, Going to check out those cherry blossoms. And then the Tampa Bay Lightning come to town. That game is at 3 o'clock. That will be on Comcast Sportsnet. I'll be hosting a benefit that day. If you would like to come, please tweet to me. Let me know. Uh, tickets are only 35 bucks, And you won't have to watch that game since it means nothing. Cause the, and then you can just win a Caps basket full of Cap stuff if you want. Uh, let's see. So that's... Hurricanes, Blackhawks, Lightning. Now, if this game, if any of these games were going to mean anything, I would, I would think the Capitals would be able to come away with a win against uh, the Hurricanes. The Blackhawks, man, Blackhawks, always, always a good team. Uh, so I don't know how the Capitals would fare against them. And then the Lightning, Lightning, uh, are, they, they usually are pretty well uh, later on in the season. So. Um, if you're going to miss the caps, if you don't want to wait until July to see the developmental camp game and you want to suck in as much uh, capitals hockey as you can, uh, those are your last three chances. Any of them uh, really really stand out to you, Coach?
1: Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, you could go on and say, oh, well, this is very important. They need to win this game. But it doesn't really matter because in the end, it's all out of their control. Columbus is up. Detroit and Pittsburgh are tied. and their their fate is out of their hands since they already dropped the ball and punted it away with the way they performed this season. So in the end, it'll just be nice to, it'll be nice to see them go out and sort of have a – actually, I think it'll be interesting to see if they go out and continue to play hard knowing that potentially when they're playing tomorrow night they're playing for absolutely no reason whatsoever. I mean, do they go out and they play hard or do they just be like, well, screw it and just sort of skate around and try not to get injured before going off to the beach or something in a couple of weeks.
0: I don't know. I, is, is this might be weird is, is Ovechkin going to be able to go to Worlds and and before it even starts. I mean, that's usually comes in later. I just don't get hurt. <laughs> or is Kuznetsov is he even going to be uh, able to go to Worlds? Is he going to be allowed or are they going to be like, "Oh, sorry, buddy." <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, we'll see what we'll see what happens. If you want to talk Caps hockey to Coach Dan or I. Again, we are on Twitter at Brando Cash is where you can talk to me. Coach Dan, where can people tweet to you at?
1: You can find me on Twitter at WTP Coach Dan. You can also find me at capitalsoutsider.com. This is a Caps fan run website devoted to the Washington Capitals. I had an article go out last week, uh last Monday, about Brooks like and whether he should be on this team next season or not. And uh, last I checked, not to give myself a, a little bit of an ego boost or anything, but I think it has just over 700 views All right, uh, since last Monday, which is pretty cool, making I think the third highest view count I've got. I don't know if that's really good or not, but whatever. It's all pretty cool. Uh, and I'm, I'm formulating another one in my head regarding George McPhee, but you know we could potentially have that one wrapped up uh, for me just, uh, tomorrow if, if Leon just makes the right moves. Um, so, but yeah, I should have another one coming out hopefully in the next week or two. Uh, But that's
0: capitalsoutsider.com.
1: But Brandon... What about the brando cash network sorry
0: right. go to dot com. it's our new home for all things podcasts from the Brando cash network you get information about what the puck and the call and some other shows we got coming down the pipeline also be social with the show the show is on Facebook go to facebook.com slash WTP podcast also tweet to the show at WTP underscore podcast uh, so that's where you get all the information those three hubs is where you get everything what the puck now be social with with the show, let us know uh, what you think about us. Uh, tell people that they should listen to what the puck. Even though the cap season is coming to an end, uh, we you're still an avid uh, hockey fan and you love the Capitals and you love what the puck. So be social. Let people know on Facebook and Twitter and Tumblr and Pinterest and Instagram and Vine and Reddit. And remember when Vine was fun? I I, I missed Vine being fun. Now it just kind of sucks. But uh, I never used it. Eh, it was fun back in the day. What happened to Will? Sasso. I miss him. Uh, so... That's where you be social with the show. Let people know. Be social with us. Uh, let people know that uh, where you listen as well. If you are an iTunes user, subscribe on iTunes and leave us an iTunes review. Help us gain a little notoriety in the iTunes world. Uh, leave a review at Stitcher. You, we are also available on the Baltimore Sports Report Network. Uh, let them know that you listen to What the Puck and that you enjoy listening to What the Puck on the Baltimore Sports Report Network. We are also available on CapsHill.com. So let everybody know at CapsHill.com that you're a Caps fan and that you love What the Puck and you love all their hilarious photoshops because they are pretty great. So this has been fun so so far this season. It sucks that it's ending this way. We will be back next week to wrap up the regular season for the Capitals. And uh, we'll let you know what the schedule looks like then next season. But, hey, three games left. Enjoy it while you can, Caps fans. It's going to be a long summer so let's keep chanting. Let's go caps. This has been a production of the Brando Cash Network, music mixed and produced by DJ Wolfram. And uh, he's still very valuable. Dan just hung up on me. I'm all alone. What happened? Where'd you go, Danny boy? Fantastic. What'd you do, man? My internet crapped out. Yeah. Oh. Sorry.
1: Yeah, you just read and I was like,
0: Tim. <laughs> yeah, I'm tall. I, I was just finishing it up and I just hear whoop whoop. And I'm like, oh, Dan hung up on me. I guess he didn't like what I said. I just uh, how dare you? <laughs> for, I'm just going to work for making this dan like a playoffs.
1: I'm dumb. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. <clears throat>